Welcome to Right Way Politics. We do politics the right way, the winning way, and we leave the left way behind. And of course, it's uh, middle of election season here in Virginia, and uh, a lot of new strategies. I'm telling you, the uh, we're here at the end of July, and things have been going crazy. There's usually a sleeper season a little bit after the primaries that are held in June, a few things happened. Number one, the June primaries were a little bit later than usual. They pushed it back a week in the legislature. So all the primaries, except for the special little conventions or firehouse primaries, were pretty much all done on June 20th, which is a week later than most are used to. And then there's that little lull period around July 4th where campaigns are campaigning, but they're not spending a lot of money. Not beyond doors and going to events. Especially in a place like Virginia Beach, where I'm located, it's uh, it's 90 degree weather. There are a lot of festivals and concerts and outdoor events for candidates to see and be seen. But the biggest change has been finally both parties have embraced, accepted, pretty much uh, figured that they are going to have to deal with the 45 day voting window. That this is not a campaign to election day, 72-hour get-out-the-vote effort, October surprise, everybody votes in November world anymore. And Republican Governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, surprised a lot of people on the outside, not a whole lot of people on the inside, by launching a program to boost GOP early voting, uh, to encourage everyone to sign up to vote by mail and vote early. Make sure your vote counts. Virginia has been known to have secure elections, not a lot of the chicanery that you see in other states. But still, and I remember, I remember when the bill that passed to extend the voting window 45 days, so the voting begins in September. We're not into November anymore. And I remember going to Republican meetings to a silent crowd telling everyone, you know, the world is changing. There are a lot of pluses and minuses. And the pluses are very much in favor of incumbents, to be actually honest with you. If you're a challenger and you've been outraged, you have some money, but you don't have a whole lot of money, but everybody's voting in November, you can save your money to the end and blast your way into an upset victory in the closing two weeks of a campaign. But when you've got a 45-day window, you've got to start advertising in September, if not August. Because so many votes come in in September and October, long before November gets there. And you could basically win or lose a campaign 45 days before election in Virginia, 45 days before election day. The race could be, for all intents and purposes, over. Nobody really wanted to deal with that. Nobody really wanted to accept it. And even this year, uh, you can see how people still play by the old handbook. And it benefited some people, and it cost some others. But uh, Glenn Youngkin is putting his muscle and his money where his mouth is. If uh, Republicans vote early and get their votes in the bank, so to speak, with his Secure Your Vote Virginia program, because early votes have been benefiting Democrats over and over and over. Democrats bank a lot of votes early and by mail. And no matter how well you do on Election Day, you can't make up the difference. And Glenn Youngkin says, we can't continue to compete this way. 
if these are the rules, we have to play by them and beat them at essentially their own game. Now, as far as early voting, there are two benefits to early voting. Um, and again, they have some drawbacks, but the main things that really make the difference in uh, terms of Republican voting, number one, if you are a voter that votes every election, you never miss one. Your vote's going to count the same on election day as if it would have counted if you vote early or vote by mail. So at the end of the day, you're going to vote, your vote will count, and it's not going to make a difference in the final tally, whether you voted in September, October, or November. It does make sure that if something crazy happens in November, someone gets sick, somebody you're traveling that day, uh, something up, comes up and you miss election day, you can't say, oh, darn, I missed it this year, but we'll... How much does my vote count anyway? And I'll vote next time. Um, it does take that area chance away. Also, it saves a heck of a lot of Republican campaigns money because when you vote early, State Board of Elections reported that your vote has been cast. You don't need to get advertised to anymore. No more mail pieces, no more digital ads, nothing showing up on your, uh, your devices, uh, no more phone calls, no more door knocks. That So basically, if... Uh, if you don't like your mailbox getting filled with mail urging you to vote and you're a reliable Republican vote, they know who you're voting for, but they want to get you out to the polls. The easiest way to avoid all the advertising is to vote the first day you possibly can. And that's, uh, that's an encouragement for some, uh, but it is it does lower the cost somewhat for candidates for people who have already voted, their vote's already in the bank. They don't have to spend any money making sure you turn out on election day. More importantly, though, the number of people who vote in every single election that comes down the pike is smaller and smaller. And here's where the Democrats have really, really gotten their game going, and Republicans have decided we're going to get our game going, too. If a voter turns out maybe for president and then doesn't vote again until the next presidential election, or they vote for president and governor, but not the others, and certainly not for a primary or a special election that pops up every once in a while, those January special elections. That's where the big difference is, because what people have found out in Virginia and in other states, that if you get a ballot by mail, somewhere in the range of 86% of people will return it, and that turns those voters who maybe vote once every four years, or maybe twice every four years. That turns them into very likely vote-every-election voter, and that makes a difference in low-turnout special elections, in off-off-year elections like we're in right now where the legislature is up, but there are no statewide, no federal offices up. If a party can take the casual voter and make them into an every-year voter, that is manna from heaven when it comes to winning elections. The Democrats have done that. That's how they've been winning special elections because there's something that most people don't know. But when you sign up to vote by mail, there's a little box you can check that says, I want a ballot mailed to me every election for the rest of my life. It's called permanent absentee. And if a Republican who is a casual voter maybe votes in the presidential election, maybe votes in the gubernatorial election, doesn't exactly show up every time there's a ballot question. If they 
check the box that say permanent absentee. I want an absentee ballot for every election. They're overwhelmingly likely to fill it out and mail it back when they might not be likely to go to the polls whenever that election day is and get their vote to count. The Democrats have been doing that for years in Virginia, and that's how they've been winning these close elections. And it changes everything if Republicans get what are called their low propensity voters to vote in the off-off years and the special elections. The tide is at least even, and maybe even in the Republicans' favor. So pretty bold move by Yunkin to make this uh, change in direction, because quite frankly, a lot of Republican voters that say, you know, I'm going to show up on election day. I am going to vote. That's how I do it. done it my whole life, and that's how, how I'm going to do it. For those who vote every single election and never miss, maybe it's not the biggest difference in the world. But for those who vote for, quote unquote, the big elections, and then, you know, sometimes they show up and sometimes they don't, and there are a lot of those in Virginia who vote during the big races, the delegates and senators' races turnout is much lower. If we increase Republican turnout in those, it changes the direction of the Commonwealth. And I'm going to point to one race that happened. It was a, a Democratic primary, so this isn't even R versus D. But it's funny how these rules have fundamentally changed how even primaries are handled. This election was in the new... 96th district. It's a Virginia Beach district that is roughly the old 21st district, which is held by Kelly Converse Fowler. She had a four-way primary. Not many primaries have four candidates. This one certainly did. There was a few back and forth. Um, uh, Delegate Converse Fowler said that she wasn't going to run for the House because of redistricting. Some of her opponents had claimed her support, but Kelly Fowler wound up filing in the race and wound up among four Democrats, Susan Hippen, who had run a number of times, Brandon Hutchins, a former city council candidate, and Sean Sean Montero, who I don't think had run before. And it was a four-way primary that was very, very silent and very under the radar. Not a whole lot of money spent, very few signs popping up, and an interesting result to watch because Kelly Converse Fowler, 1,201 votes, 28.5%. So basically, 71.5% of Democrats voted for someone other than her. And it was a a race for number two, Brandon Hutchins, just under 26%, and Susan Hippen at just over 25%, both with over 1,000 votes, an onslaught of money in the final weeks, where the votes came that put Kelly Fowler over the top. Brandon Hutchins was the one who came closest uh, to Converse Fowler. He got a big push from the Clean Virginia Fund, which is the environmental activists in Virginia give loads of money, almost exclusively to Democrats. But the election day is June 20th. On June 13th, they gave $25,000 to Brandon Hutchins. $25,000 to Brandon Hutchins a week before the primary election. Susan Hippen, she got a massive amount of money, a $120,000 total from Dominion, Dominion Energy. You'll notice Clean Virginia and Dominion Energy oppose each other a lot of times. Um, it was five payments, one in early May for only $10,000, 
$10,000 more on June 6th, then by June 13th, $25,000, and then two days later, $65,000 more, and $10 more thousand dollars on Election Day. So it's $120,000 from Dominion, almost all of it in June, within two weeks or a little more of the primary date of June 20th. And uh, Sean Montero, $25,000 from Clean Virginia, out a week before the primary election, June 14th. And uh, Sonia Smith gave roughly $32,000 all in June, most in, most of it in the final week of the election. Kelly Fowler raised a significant amount of money on her own. Sonia Smith, $60,000. Most of that a week before the primary. Um, but a third of it, earlier than that, a lot of in-kind contributions from various PACs. And the Clean Virginia Fund gave her $20,000 in June, but gave her $10,000 in March of that year. So Kelly Fowler's money, yes, some of it came in late, um, but most of it came in uh, kind of early, uh, except for that last uh, $40,000 a week before the final primary. So what you're seeing is a whole lot of dollars spent within a week or two of the primary date of June 20th. Problem is, voting started 45 days earlier. So we're talking about all this money coming in in the last two weeks with a little over six weeks of voting where votes are coming in before all this money is received and, of course, all this money is spent. And what is that, what difference does that make? Of course, like I told you, uh, three of the four candidates over 1,000 votes. Kelly Fowler with 1,201 pulled off the victory, but let's look at where the victory was won. 495 votes out of the 4,200 cast that were vote early in person. Kelly Fowler's lost that early in-person vote. A lot of that early in-person vote happens closer to election day. It was close. Hutchins got 135, Fowler got 131, and Susan Hippen got 127. But still, Kelly Fowler, who won the election, lost the early in-person vote. Sounds familiar? Kelly Fowler lost the election day vote. Brandon Hutchins, with 691 votes, beat Kelly Fowler's 664 and Susan Hippen's 651. Sean Matero came in last with 584. But that's about 2,600 of the 4,200 votes were election day votes, and Fowler lost. So you've got Brandon Hutchins, who won the early vote, Brandon Hutchins, who won the election day vote. Provisional ballots were pretty much tied, and election votes that came in after election day were pretty much tied. So how did Kelly Fowler lose all of these? And Kelly Fowler actually came in second place in votes received after election day. So Kelly Fowler lost all of these categories. How did she win? The early mailed Vote-by-mail absentee ballots, she won with 381 votes. Her closest rival was Susan Hippen at 269. Brandon Hutchins, 242. So that's, she, Kelly Fowler wins by 120 votes, beats Brandon Hutchins by 140 votes, roughly, in the early mailed-in ballots. And these are ballots that usually come in as soon as they're received 
very, very early in the race. They're sent very, very early. They're on the permanent absentee ballot, many of them. So as soon as the absentee ballots are printed, they get mailed to these folks. 45 days out, they can be returned. And that is how <laughs> that margin of victory is what propelled Kelly Fowler from winning with roughly 130 vote difference between Fowler and Hippen and an even slimmer margin with Brandon Hutchins. And her margin of victory was the mailed-in absentee ballots. What would have happened, pray tell, if all this last influx of money that shows up on June 13th and June 14th with Dominion and Clean Virginia and their associates pouring money into this race into the final 10 days, and it obviously had an impact because Kelly Fowler got outspent pretty strongly in those final days, if you combine the other three candidates, and you could say all day long what happens if one of them dropped out, this would be a whole different story. All this money came in and caused Kelly Fowler to lose the election day vote, the post-election vote, in the in-person vote. Kelly Fowler lost it all. But because before her challengers had any money to spend at all, she was banking the mailed-in absentee ballots, those early votes by mail, and that's what secured her victory. And nothing happened on election day that was significant enough to overturn the lead she had built up before mid-June. These are the things that people are looking at. These are the lessons that I hope you think would have been learned a year ago, two years ago. Now, a lot of this was propelled by COVID. A lot of people vote by mail by COVID. A lot of people didn't want to go to the polls and stand in line to cast a vote, so they started voting by mail and got into the habit of doing it, and that's that's fine and dandy. People can people can follow the law and vote by mail, and it makes it available, but it makes it available 45 days before the election day, before many challengers have enough money to really seriously compete to an incumbent who at least has some money to spend. And I think this is this kind of thing that Youngkin saw in the special election for state Senate earlier this year. I think this is what he saw in the congressional elections last year in November. The Democrats have found a way to get their casual voters to be every election voters. And if Virginia can get Republicans to turn out and make their casual once every four year, twice every four year voter show up for every election through the mail, it changes the game, much like the Democrats have changed the game over the last few years. And sooner or later, the people who fund these campaigns will realize that you can throw a lot of money at a lot of campaigns at the very, very end of the campaign, but you're advertising to a shrinking audience. If you want to get the election day vote, Election days in September now, and a large percentage of, of the vote will be in the bank and recorded before we ever get to October. And campaigns are starting to change the way they message. They're starting to change the way they compete. And donors are involved earlier this year than I've seen them involved in any of these legislative elections. I think everybody's got the point. These elections are being combated not just on election day, not just 45 days prior, and not just in person, but through the mail. And the more Republicans who can sign up and cast their vote safely and securely and allow the campaigns 
uh, to focus on those who may be a little bit harder to motivate. Republicans will do better. Democrats, as I said, have been doing this for a number of years. They pushed for this change. They knew what they wanted to do when they got it. We took on the Republican side quite a few years before recognizing that this was the new way that elections are being held. The, the rules have been changed and we've got to play by them and we've got to beat them. Even though we didn't like the rules and we may not have voted for the rules, these are the rules and it's time to campaign the way the rules dictate. This is Brian Kerwin. We're looking at a lot of these elections this year and a lot of these early campaigns that are really kicking off and really campaigning hard in the summertime, which has not been true of many campaigns, uh, but, but we're seeing it now. And I think everybody's gotten the message, vote early, vote in September, vote by mail, but whatever you do, please vote. This is Brian Kerwin with Right Way Politics. We hope you find your way back to Right Way Politics.